This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, hello, everybody. Got to tell you about Dr. Busby and toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com with Dr. Busby. I actually got a nice email from Mr. Dr. Busby today. And he said, hey, you guys sound great talking about uh, the website and everything. Appreciate that. So just go to the website, toegrips.com. Even if you don't buy anything, uh, go to the website, toegrips.com, and check out everything there. And by everything, I mean the Dr. Busby blog, which is awesome, full of uh, information that you can use. It, and it really is. I'm not just saying that. I'm not bullshitting you here. The Dr. Busby blog is just loaded with answers to every question you have. Like if I were to do it right now, if I were to go online and go to toegrips.com, which I am right now, toegrips.com, and I click on the blog, see how far down we have to go to find one that can relate to Luther. All right, all about dog lymph nodes. I guarantee you, Jilly will read all of that and be curious about it. Kidney failure in dogs. When is a dog considered a senior? Yep, there's well, some good stuff. I mean, these are all good questions. 10 causes oh, of pot-bellied dogs. There it is. <laughs> Jelly says, well, we've got one, so do tell, do tell. That's the one. Uh, pot belly means uh, that, you know, being pot belly means the dog is suffering from swelling in the abdominal area. Well, obviously, number one, and this is being overweight. Is that you, Luther? Uh, let's see. Intestinal parasites, roundworms, gastric dilation. So, again, any question you might have. I mean, that's just one there. I mean, I listed a couple of them, but as you see right there, it was, why is my dog pot-bellied? Navigating a dog hip replacement. I mean, Dr. Busby has all the answers. And I know that Jilly's not the only lunatic out there that is overly concerned about the dog 24-7. I'm sure there are others out there, too. And it's National Rescue Dog Day, so go uh, read about Dr. Busby and her blogs and... That's kind of like supporting rescue dogs, right? I think it is. So check it out, toegrips.com. And, of course, you can always buy something. You can write a review as well uh, for Dr. Busby uh, for the toe grips. Like, I'm looking at this story right now. 16-year-old Pierce before and after the toe grips. Let me watch him before. Let's see old Pierce. Oh, no. oh Pierce cannot walk. His legs are split. He's like Bambi on ice, what I'm watching right now. Now Pierce puts on the toe grips, and let's see the magic. Holy cow! He's just going. Way to go, 16-year-old Pierce. That's awesome. So, again, the toe grips are great. The Encore Mobility is great. Luther takes it every day. But go to the website. I mean, I'm looking at the reviews of the actual toe grips. I have a whole new dog. Thank you, Dr. Busby, for adding years to my senior dog's life. My dog is now confident. I mean, this is great. And Dr. Busby is the best. We love him. So, toegrips.com, promo code Luther if you make a purchase. Toegrips.com, promo code is Luther. It'll save you 10%. Dr. Busby and toegrips.com. This is the Josh Innes Show. All righty. Welcome in. Howdy. Hi, everybody. Josh and Jilly today. Jilly, how are you? Um, It's hot. It's very hot here. That's how I am. It is quite hot here, actually. It's one of those days where, like, the air conditioning is probably going to blow because it's just running constantly to keep it at, like, 70 in here. I don't, even, I don't think 70 is too low. I think 70 is appropriate to not destroy your air conditioning and have a high electric bill 
Probably. It's, it's struggling to get to 70 in here. That's how hot it is outside. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty miserable out there today. I don't know what the weather's like where you guys are, but uh, it's hot. But this place is weird because next week it's going to get down into the uh, the 70s. Well, this is just a normally like warm week everywhere. Like, like Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, they're supposed to have record heat tomorrow. Like, it's going to be 96 in Harrisburg, for example. Ugh. So it's How do you know that, Jilly? Because I work there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's supposed to be hot everywhere. The average high here for this time is only 80. Yeah. So, so it's abnormally, abnormally hot. It is. It is hot. So, but uh, we're glad you guys are with us today. Josh in a show. Appreciate all the feedback on Facebook from everybody. I've been posting some questions the last couple of nights about the podcast. So I appreciate you guys participating there. We have got one talk back message today. Hey, Josh, I have a new rule for you to live by. Do not fight with anyone over Twitter unless they have at least over 100 followers. Give it a try. I think that's a solid strategy there, Fred. Actually, I think it should be more than 100. That's a pretty good rule to start with, though. Because 100 isn't really, I mean, that's not really a lot. Like, unless they have, like, 500. Well, you have a new hobby anyway. You're not really fighting on Twitter. You're just, like, fucking with people who message the radio station in Detroit. (laughs) Okay. I do take some joy out of that. And let me explain what I do. This is why First the, of all, they're going to regret giving you access to those socials. They don't know you. And I told them that. I said, I don't think I should have access to your social media. They don't know you. They don't. And I said, listen, I am trying to save you because I will end up doing something stupid or pissing off your 100%. listeners. 100%. So they said, no, no, during the show, you can post videos on Facebook. That's where our audience is. Mm, okay. That's where all classic rock mm-hmm. listeners are, by the way. They live on Facebook and fall for Onion stories and Babylon Bee stories, or they're watching Fox News. But I, um, but they give me the, the access to it. They give me the, uh, the all the passwords so I log in so I can post some stuff. But that also means I can see the messages that are left for the, the radio station. So I'll see them. Like, for example, like if somebody sends me or sends oh, the radio station a message. Them. You get notified right away. It does because it pops up on my Facebook. Yep. So I get these messages from the radio station listeners, and they're never positive. Like, none of the messages are like, hey, great addition by adding this guy in the morning. But see, that's what you were wanting. You were angry because no one hated you in Nashville. I didn't say I was angry about it. You were upset about it, and uh, now you're getting these messages in Detroit, and you're like, oh, no okay, hold on. Me. No, hold on. First of all, they uh, the people that message do not, but that, I don't believe that everybody there doesn't like me. But my point in this is that I have been messaging with these people because one of my faults is that I try to paint people into a corner when I know they're wrong because I have data to back it up, right? That's one of my things, especially when it comes to radio stuff. I may not have all the answers when it comes to, uh, you know, hot button political issues or sports issues. But when it comes to radio, generally speaking, I have the right information. I have the right answer. And uh, one of the complaints they've been giving me in Detroit is, oh, the radio station doesn't play enough music. There's too much talking. And that's why I'm going to the other station. Well, I have data that shows that not only do I talk less than the other station, we play like four more songs than the other station per hour. So they are factually inaccurate. So I like to sit there and try to paint them into a corner and tell them that they are wrong. They don't care. I'm never going to change their mind about anything. But the reality is they're arguing this not because I talk too much. They just don't like what I have to say, and they bitch. The reality is this radio station had no listeners in the morning. The ratings were in the toilet. That's why they brought me on to try to give it a boost. So these people that bitch that they were like, oh, my God, they... um, 
You guys, you guys used to play nothing but music. Now I'm leaving this station. A lot of these people don't know how to use a phone. Like I'm the worst radio guy. And I'll tell you why. I'm the worst guy at selling radio because I just tell people, if you don't like what I'm doing, here's a beautiful thing. Go to your phone and listen to whatever music you want to listen to. Create an iHeartRadio channel on there or Pandora or Spotify or whatever you want to do and create your own little radio station and listen to whatever the hell you want to listen to. It's not that difficult. It's not that hard. All you have to do is do that. Like the, the thing I've learned is the people that bitch the most are all on Facebook and their main complaint is that they used to listen all the time with no talking, and now they're mad that there's talking. That tells me that these people are old, and it tells me these people have not figured out how to use their phone to listen to music. Yet I still want to kind of go back and forth with them because I want to prove them wrong and call them stupid. Well, to be fair, I mean, maybe they don't want to pay for it. You don't necessarily have to pay to listen to anything. If you want to, like, build playlists and stuff, I think you do. Well, either way, they get angry over it, and they, they you know, they're they, not they, trying to give people their information to set up accounts. Come no, on, no, they just don't know how. We can sit there all we want and spin it like, hey, they're just they, they're, they're private and they don't want the government or big media to have their shit. No, they're just dumb old people who well, don't I mean, know how I to operate have, anything. Like I don't have anything. Like I used to have Apple Music because it was free with my Verizon, but instead of having Apple Music, I went for the free ESPN Plus and Hulu and Disney Plus. Yeah. So I don't have any way to listen to music on my phone now. Well, if you really are that desperate to do it, you can. If you're relying on free radio as your outlet to listen to music. Well, I don't want to pay th- $5 a month. I, but especially when it's old music. Like if it's for a new music thing, that's at least one thing. Because like it's the job of, say, program director Jonathan to play new music for people to hear. And then when it gets bored, uh, boring, they move on to something else. Classic Rock has like 200 songs we play and play them over and over again. So it's not like you're coming to us for new music or anything like that, you know. But, like, the reality is what it should be is people come to the radio. The thing that will save radio, terrestrial radio, is long-form conversation, is talk, is the people on the radio, not the music they are playing. You can get music anywhere is the basic gist of it. You can't get Josh Ennis just anywhere. You can only get Josh Ennis on 105.9 The Rock. You can only get Preston and Steve on WMMR. You can only get Angelo on WIP. You can only get whatever assholes are on 790 on 790. Like that's how it works, but they don't they don't understand that. Like hey, how about Preston and Steve getting that extension through 2030? Well, I mean, they've got giant numbers. I know. Like, I, here's the thing. That's I, pretty awesome. Yeah, no, good for them. I don't have anything against them. Like I don't think that they are spectacular. I don't think they're doing anything amazing, but I don't think anybody is. That's the name of the game now. The name of the game is get the numbers, stay the fuck out of trouble and get paid. Like, that's what I'm trying to convey to people here. I'd like to get on here and tell you that I'm some radio rebel that's out there rabble-rousing and trying to start shit with people on the radio. There is no need to do no, that. No, you're just starting shit with people on Facebook, which is... Correct. That, that's how you'll get fired. Well, actually, here's one thing I have been doing. You guys will get a kick out of this. So there's this fucking lunatic, and he's been messaging me since I got to Detroit. He gets on the talk back. Like, I can actually play you some of his talk backs that he leaves. He's a fucking nut bar. And um, he hates me. But every day he leaves messages saying he doesn't listen and he listens to other shows. And then he'll text the radio station and tell them that he doesn't listen. He listens to other shows. But here's the fun thing. 
He's a moron. So I started texting him as the program director because the messages come to me. He thought he was texting the program director. So I've taken to just responding to him as the program director. But the program director doesn't know you're doing this. Uh, I, I've told him. Okay. Yeah, I let him know. Like he sees like the text messages. He sees the face because he's seen the Facebook messages too where uh. I tell people, hey, this is the program director. We fired the morning guy. So everything's good. And they're like, oh, thank God. And then the next day I'm on, they're like, fuck you. You liar. But yeah, I'll, like, I'll go back and forth with him and stuff and say, yep, this is the program director. Tell me some more. In, uh, what, what, what else is on your mind, bud? And he just goes down this whole rabbit hole of like being angry all the time. And I don't listen to this. And it's all about you. And you're terrible. And nobody cares what you have to say. And it's it's really fantastic. Let me see if so, these are some of the, the talkbacks from this guy that calls himself Hangman. There you go again. On and on and on and on. And everybody hates you, Josh. Not just Cher, but everybody. Who the hell are you? It's all about you, you, you. Why is every show only about you? Get off the air. And this guy does this every day. He's also a guy. Here's a fun one for you. So I, I can see people's phone numbers when they text, right? Yeah. So this guy didn't know that. So he started sending texts from the same number as different people. That's great. So he would go like, hi, this is this is Jill, and I'm listening in Detroit, and this guy is terrible and sexist and whatever. Same phone number. Uh, this is April. This guy is terrible. Same phone number. So one day I called him, and I called him on the, uh, I called him on the air, and I go, hey, I'm looking for such and such. He goes, uh, no, I said I was looking for one of the girls' names when he picked up the phone. He goes, hello? I go, I'm looking for April. Yeah, I don't know any April. Yeah, I've never heard of an April. This is uh, this is not April's number. I say, really? Well, I'm Casey, the program director at uh, at uh, Detroit's Wheels. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, because April left some messages for our morning show about how she doesn't like it, and I was just wondering where April is. Oh, and is Jill there as well? Because Jill from the same number said the same stuff. And oh, is Hangman there? Because I'm looking for the same people. And this guy just sat there and fucking lied. He's like, I mean, I don't know a Jill. Okay, maybe I know a Jill. Maybe she grabbed my phone and started texting from my phone. Ah, that's it, brother. That's it. And that's how I get my jollies. It's just, it's just, and then what I'll do is I'll, I'll go back and forth with him as the program director, and he'll tell me all the shit that's wrong with the show. Then I'll get on the air, and I'll say, yeah, I was just talking to the program director, and he said that uh, I'm talking about myself too much. And then this guy will respond, see, the program director's telling you what's right. Like, it's just, uh, is anybody else amused by it? No, because they have no idea it's going on. But it's done for me. Do I have problems? Maybe. So what? I enjoy it. But yeah, this guy every day, like bright and early. Like this says Detroit Wheel, 6 o'clock this morning. Morning, Josh. Oh, this Battle. is actually the guy that likes Patrick me. Here. You know, haters like to hate, complainers like to complain. You're doing a good job. The show's a good show. Fuck him. This guy, his whole message every day is tell your program director to go fuck himself. That's his message every day. That's and a it's fun lovely. Message. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if this is the, the, the dude that hates the show. Uh, no, this is somebody else. Hold well, on. That's not for you. That's for Doug Padel, the Doc of Rock. Correct, but that's at five. Oh, that's five thirty p.m. I thought it said five thirty a.m. Okay, let's see. Let me get one more of these in here, just to kind of give you an idea of what these dopes do. I think this is going to be the dope. It's not that you talk too much. It's just brutal when you do talk. Oh, that's a different guy. I hadn't even heard that one. Well, thank you, Detroit listener friend. Appreciate it. 
But then I talked to the PD and he's like, dude, you're fucking great. You're fucking awesome. I'm like, well, thanks. I appreciate again, that. Most people who are going to take the time out of their day to leave multiple messages and Facebook message are not people that are of sane mind. That's true. That's true. But anyway, so things that are going on in the world today, um, you were actually telling me a story, and this is a random one that's not like a big story across the world or anything. Uh, like, I don't even know what the big story is. It's kind of a slow day after yesterday's fucking WWE match with Saban and uh, Jimbo. Uh, but so you were telling me that AJ Brown, who's now with the Eagles, he got mm-hmm. traded. He has a football camp in Nashville. Yes. Well, he did because right. now he doesn't have one. And I told you after you told me that he canceled, I said, stop. Mm-hmm. Tell me on the podcast because I feel like this is going to be for a reason that is just dumb. Well, he decided not to do the football camp in Tennessee because he is, quote, because, quote, my peace is going to be threatened by adults who feel away because I was traded. So he's basically insinuating that if he holds a football camp, that some mouth-breathing Neanderthals are going to show up at the football camp and talk shit to him because he doesn't play for the oh, Titans well, anymore. He's, so he's issued a whole statement. Like, this is long. I can read you, and you can stop me as you okay. want to chime in. Sure. The full statement from A.J. Brown. I'm so sorry I let down your kids and many others, but I will not put myself in a place where my peace is going to be threatened by adults who feel away because I was traded. Uh, I.e., he doesn't want to do the camp. Like, There's no way if you're doing a camp and there's a bunch of kids who, like their parents bought all this stuff for this camp to happen, there is no way that you're canceling this because you're afraid of a couple of jamokes showing up and talking shit to you. There's no way that's the case. There's far more to it. I'm every bad word it is for taking care of my family. If you're not aware, just look on social media. I'm a man first, and I will always do what I feel is right for me and my family. But these, here's the problem I have with athletes. They love your admiration. They love the money you spend on their jerseys. They love when you blow them. And when you get a couple of the guys, and it's not the majority of people, it's it's isolated few dopes that run to social media. Hey, to tell t- that to yourself. I, I was just thinking that, and I appreciate you for calling out my hypocrisy. But it's true. And I can tell myself that, and I would tell him that. I would tell him the same damn thing. Difference is, I'm a jamoke-ass radio host that 10 people in the world world care about he's a guy that's a multi-million dollar football star that people loved here and are going to hate in philadelphia inevitably based on this right here they're going to despise him in philadelphia like they might like him now he ain't going to be able to handle those fucking neanderthals in philadelphia and the media you think that like you think you got issues with the media in nashville good luck dealing with wi pay they love you today they want to burn you at the stake tomorrow so best of luck but in that case this dude Basically, you've got a handful of people who say dumb shit on Twitter. Well, right? no, he says that there's more. Okay. People are upset, and that's fine, but it's not that serious when it comes to me. People can disrespect me on social media, and that's fine, but being disrespectful to my face is a whole nother thing, and I'm not tolerating it on any level. So forgive me for not putting myself in a place where my peace could be threatened because if something happens and I react, I'm the one who has everything to lose and I'm not willing to risk my peace, my family, or my job. Okay, that's all true? Then don't react. If so, like, I've had people tell me dumb shit millions of times. Driving down, uh, people driving by when we lived in Philly and I'm walking Luther, people would roll down their windows and tell me to go fuck myself. Like, don't react. 
Like, be an adult and don't fist fight somebody. Like, here's what's happening. He's projecting is what he's doing. Because he doesn't specify that someone actually came up to him and talked shit. He is assuming that someone's going to come up and talk shit. And he's doing that as a way to get out of doing this football camp. And not only that, he knows that he can get the whole people rallied behind him because of mental health shit and all that. Right. And it's, the odds it's, are, that is complete bullshit. He is are, full of shit. The odds are these people that are saying these vile things, and I don't doubt there are people treating sure. him awful vile things they're not going to say it to your face no and guess what you're not the only football player in the world that gets these awful vile things and i guarantee you there are others who get worse and if he thinks this is bad as you said wait till wait till he drops a pass bro mcdougall is going <laughs> mcdougall is going to eviscerate you with that softball shit it's gonna be bad news like, bro like i have nothing against you i don't know you i don't want to fight you i don't want to go at you on social media none of that shit but dude it, like, you had a cakewalk in Nashville. I mean, this is a tiptoe through the tulips here, I just dude. hate, like, because, again, like, this sucks for these kids. Like, these kids don't care that you're traded. They st- you're A.J. Brown. Like, kids are still going to love you. Correct. And now, like you said, people have probably already signed up for this camp. They've already probably put their deposits in. The kids are probably excited. So it just sucks because really what it is is he doesn't want to do the camp. Correct. It, it's it's totally the case. And like, dude, show final, up. The final part of this statement from A.J. Brown says, I would love to make everyone Children's Day. But I'm not putting my own at risk. Please don't say nothing is going to happen because nobody knows that. But I'm you don't sure, know that it will. I'm sure someone will still have a problem with this, and that's fine as well. If you can't understand, then it's because you don't want to. Oh, stop. Take care. This this guy is an asshole. He is I I don't this is gonna end really bad. You are for him. a total asshole, dude. Like I like just don't be full of shit. That's all I ask you. Be honest with people. Just say you don't want to do the damn camp, or maybe the camp didn't sell as much as you wanted the camp to sell, or whatever it is. But spare me the, if you don't know, you just don't want to know. And he knows that he'll have a whole group of people, because most things are racially divided, right? Like, look at Deshaun Watson. Like, I asked Jim this question earlier today. I, I said, Jim, what percentage of black men do you think, uh, that do you think, uh, believe that Deshaun Watson did something wrong with these 22 women. And I set the over-under at half a percent. Over-under half of 1% of black men that think he did something wrong. If you go to social media, like if you're a white guy and you say, man, I think Deshaun Watson did something wrong, you will just get ambushed by black dudes who are like, oh, but Ben Roethlisberger, okay. Like that's what you'll get. Like there is a tribal mentality of everybody. It's politically, right? Uh, whether it's MAGA people versus the liberals or whatever, everybody has a tribal mentality. Mentality. That's how we are in 2022. And even if those guys believe that he did something wrong and jerked off on these chicks, they're never going to say it publicly because you got to ride with your dude based on race, based on political party, based on the football team you root for. That is what we are in 2022. So, of course, people are going to ride. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to ride with A.J. Brown in this made-up fairy tale universe where some jabronis are going to show up to a football camp and have a fist fight with the dude. He's full of shit. Now, someone may show up at a camp in Philadelphia and have a fist fight with a dude in front of kids there. Dude, someone in Philadelphia may say, show up and challenge him to a race and say, hey, if I beat you, I take your job on the team, Bo. I would say that's much more likely to happen in Philadelphia than here in Nashville. Like, but. the dude does not know what's coming to him, man. Like, like, and this ain't an insult to the Philly people. This is just reality because they like to stroke themselves for how tough the market is. Friend, you pull this shit in Philadelphia. You pull this woe is me. Uh, people are going to attack me in person and shit. And if you pull that in Philly, dude, they are going to eviscerate you. Here's the facts about Philadelphia people. They want to hate you. 
That's how they operate. When you get there, they're just sitting back waiting to hate you. That is their ambition. That is their goal with everything is they like you when you sign, and then the second they get you, they're sitting back waiting to prove their thought of you, which is that you're a pussy and that you're soft. And you're going to do it for them, and they will eat you alive, dude. This is I'm telling you this. The AJ Brown, and I said it when the trade happened, but when this when AJ Brown goes to Philly, this is going to be a, a disastrous situation. Like it's gonna end poorly. Um, it like it's not gonna be good. And they, they I'm telling you, the talk radio, like I don't think this guy knows what's going on. Where did AJ Brown go to college? Uh, let me Look that up. That I forgot where AJ Brown went to college. But AJ Brown doesn't know this world, right? AJ Brown doesn't know. Like, you know, hardball media people, psychotic fan people. He went to the University of Mississippi. Okay, he's an Ole Miss dude. He doesn't know this world. The SEC's tough. And I bet he heard some nasty shit from people at SEC venues, too. That They're rough. But mostly in a college town, the media people are going to be on your side because they're afraid of the university. They're afraid of the, the chancellor. They're afraid of everybody. They don't want to lose their credentials. That's college towns for you. By and large, they are afraid of the entity. And in fairness, that's how pro sports towns are too. They're afraid of the teams. The teams have a lot of power. But like you, in a college town, in particular a place like an Ole Miss, a tiny town like that where the school runs everything, they're not going to go hard on you. They're not going to shit on you. They're not trying to run you down. They're trying to build you up because they don't want to lose access. So maybe you got a little bit of it in the SEC, but not a ton. Tennessee, in the year I've been here, the people on the radio have no interest in being critical. One guy on the radio here is critical, and that's Hoops. And Hoops is the guy that gets on there and has some teeth to him. And somehow this Jamoke has become my Twitter confidant. We sit there and we we send DMs with each other. I like the guy. It was the guy we were trying to get on that one night that was yeah. at the Lady Basketball game. I bet he'll come on. At some point he will. And you know what? I like him. And you know why I like him? Because he got little balls about him. And he's passionate about radio. And he'll be critical of people on the radio. And I respect that. Is he as good as me? No. Who is? No one. But point being in all of this is that, like, this town is Softballville, USA. Like, the, 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 the media's not hard. The fans are kind of passive. They're kind of ho-hum. Like, if the Titans are good, they're kind of into it. If they stink, no one cares. It's, it's a transient, passive kind of town with a still relatively young franchise here as well. They don't have, like, you know, a long history here. They've been here for 25 years. So, like, this is easy-peasy. Like, look at Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a jamoke. And he doesn't get a bunch of heat from people here. It's just, it is what it is. You go to Philly, and I mean, you saw, well, I mean, look at their most recent success. They begged to win a Super Bowl. They finally win a Super Bowl and they fire the coach two years later. Like, I'm not, I'm not, don't want to go through the reasons on it and break down why, like, the firing made sense or didn't make sense. But the point is, the guy won a Super Bowl and two years later, he's out of town. That's the way Philadelphia is. That's the way the Northeast is. And we know this about A.J. Brown. Dude's got mental issues. Dude tried to kill himself, allegedly. Now, who knows how true that is or not? He had suicidal thoughts. Right. I don't know. Some people really have those things. Some people are overly dramatic and say those things publicly because they're in their fields. I don't know what he is or isn't, okay? So I'm not going to judge him on that. However, he is a guy that clearly gets in his feels that way. He is a guy that is emotional that way. I think he's full of shit on this football camp. He's created a strong 
small man that's going to magically attack him and just show up at a kid's football camp and attack him uh, because of the fact that he doesn't play for the Titans anymore. The guy's clearly not all there. He's got uh, emotional issues, and Philadelphia is not the place to have emotional issues. How about you look at Simmons, Ben for that? Now, this guy will be better than Ben Simmons, you would think. He's playing with his boy. Maybe they'll be fine. But this is not the place to do it, man. And I'm I just, it is not going to end well. It's not going to end well for this guy in Philadelphia. That is my bold prediction. And look, I'm not one to sit there and stroke myself about being right. But when I go out on a limb and say something's not going to work, generally speaking, it doesn't work. You're pretty confident in this one. I am very confident. Like he's got four years there. He will not play four years in Philadelphia. I give it a 0% chance that that four years that he's there or that his contract is, that he's there for four years. And I would set the over-under at, I guess, two and a half. So he's either there for two or he's there for four or three, rather, or two and a half, so two plus. Like, I don't think he's going to be there that I long. I might take the under on that, honestly. I, I think it could be a disaster. This guy feels like meltdown, dude. He's still young. And the thing about a lot of these young dudes is they're from this generation of dealing with social media and dealing with it uh, to the point where they're used to it. But it doesn't mean they handle it well, right? It doesn't mean that they, it gets easier. They've grown up getting shit on on social media. The dude's only, what, 24? That means that, I mean, Twitter's... 10, 11 years old. I mean, I joined it in 2010, so that's 12 years ago. So it's probably 12, 13, 14 years old. Uh, when th This dude was 10, 11 years old when Twitter came to be. So he's grown up in this world where you're used to sitting there every day and reading everything about you. And wow. I'm telling you, that is not good for anybody mentally. It's really bad for you to sit there every day and see what people think of you. I can say firsthand, you know this, I'm not, uh, like, I'm not sitting here talking shit and, and not talking shit about myself. Life was a lot better when you didn't know what everybody thought of you it was easier to be happy it was easier to be comfortable it was easier to do your job you know like i used to talk with mike and seth and those guys all the time about how they looked at the text messages during the show all the time and they'd be in the middle of segments and someone would disagree with them and it would derail the whole thing fast forward 12 years i'm not doing a chat on my podcast anymore because it derails me like so i get it man i understand it i feel you it like I, I don't think people need to know this much about what people think it's easier to do your job when in your mind you're like I'm sure some people hate me but my guess is most people like me when you look at messages and things from people on social media most of it's going to be hate because angry bitter people are the ones that shit on people on social media usually it's not hey we love you people so of course it's going to create a negative mindset for you and a, a create a, or a negative self view well maybe what they should do is just give him access to the Eagles Twitter account so that way he can pretend to be Howie or Jeff Lurie and just respond to people see you know what they should it's actually very cathartic, and it makes me happy for the time that I do it. I think that's the answer, Jilly. You're brilliant. But, I, yeah, this is not going to go well, man. Like, you can just feel it. And, again, he's going he's gonna to end up falling into that category of lunatic wide receivers. Like, is he going to beat off on some painter like A.J. Brown? Or uh, A.J. Uh, or not A.J. Brown, but Antonio Brown? Uh, maybe, maybe not, you know? Is he going to, you know... Uh, there are going to be rumors that he wanted to kill himself, but then he comes out and says, I make too much money to want to kill myself. I love me some me like T.O. Maybe, maybe not. But these guys, diva wide receivers tend to be lunatics. And I think he's going to get a lot of negative heat. You start dropping passes in Philly. Uh, you start, uh, you know, you say the wrong thing. I mean, who was the, the player? It was before we got there. It was one of the defensive backs. Namdi Asamoah, maybe. 
um, that said, uh, you know, like they were talking about training camp. And he's like, man, I'm just worried about finding the sconces for my house or some shit. And they never let him live that shit down. You know, like that's how it works in Philly. They're they're wacko with that kind well, of I mean, shit. Jalen Hurts wore that Astros hat one day, and boy, you would have thought. <laughs> and that and that's what they do. Like, and that's what I I think that the the media people in Philly their issue that they don't understand is like, and the fans is like this is a different world where shitting on dudes like a lot of dudes don't respond to getting shit on anymore. That's an old school type of thing. Most guys get shit on and they kind of just shut shit down now. Like people don't like that. Like it doesn't make you better. Uh, like, uh, like I'm, I'm going to be curious in 15 years, 20 years. Like I think guys like Dawkins and those kind of guys that played and are, grew up in a different era, they respond differently to the way they were treated, you know, 15, 20 years ago, tank and guys like that. Like what's going to happen when Embiid in 15 to 20 years talks about his experience in Philadelphia or, or Wentz or, or, or some of these guys, like, what will it be? Like a lot of the old school guys will tell you, man, it made me tougher playing in Philly and you got to have to have a certain mindset to play in Philly. And I have it. I don't know if people have that anymore. I think the players have evolved mentally, whether it's for good or bad, I guess there's been an evolution of the mindset of the player, but yeah. the fan base has kind of remained the same. Like the old school guys react differently. And an example I was thinking of is that video on TMZ yesterday of Charles Barkley getting heckled by the crowd in, uh, in San Francisco. Yep. A younger player would probably just kind of like sit there and take it and then maybe later go to social media like, wow, that was really disrespectful. Like, and those were fans, sad. yeah, they were disrespecting you know? my family and my life, right. man. And then you've got Chuck turning around and yelling like, shut the fuck up or I'll go fuck your mamas. Like, you don't get that anymore. No, it's just a different world. I mean, like, Barkley threw a guy through a window or some shit once. I was going to doing that shit. But, like, back to the point, like, uh, of the the way it started with the AJ Brown conversation about the 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 football camp, like my Christ, dude! Like you come across like it's fine to be a, an emotional person, and it's fine to have mental things, and and everybody does to some extent. Yep. But man, to to like create a straw man that's gonna come attack you at a football camp because like that's bullshit, and like and people should call him on that bullshit. Like, hey, tell me, have you had a viable threat, and not just some asshole on Twitter who's like, I hate you, bro, for leaving well, my team. That's, I mean, that's what he addressed. He's like, and if you say it's not gonna happen, you don't know that nothing's gonna happen. I, I feel pretty comfortable. Like, I don't know if I when I get in the car tomorrow, if I'm gonna make it home, or if someone's gonna t-bone my ass, or if I'm gonna drive off a fucking mountain. Okay, I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, and if but I have a pretty was... good idea that. Like, based on past experience, I'll make it there and I'll make it home and I'll make it back. And I feel pretty confident too, no mean, one's going to show up and plug your ass or fist fight you over being traded. If someone is legitimately threatening your family and you feel that threatened that you can't do your football camp, you can call the authorities and they can find out who is threatening your family pretty easily. But he's not, of course he's not going to because it doesn't matter because it's not real. You know, speaking of football players and athletes and stuff, this is a random thought. But we were, I, I took this random road, you and I did, after we took Luther to the vet yesterday. By the way, Luther's doing fine. Um, Meds are working good. We, we were going through this back road, and this part of Nashville we live in has some big houses. But we saw a mansion just kind of buried in the, this back road, like Nowhereville. I'm pretty sure it was Drew McIntyre's house. Maybe it is, because he lives in this area. When I had him on the, the, the show here in Nashville, he's like, yeah, I go to the grocery store and everything in Mount Juliet. So, like this, and the reason I think this is because it's a giant house, and there were, like, two, like, Lambos parked outside. And it's really kind of hidden back there, too. Like, this road, I didn't even think was going to go through. It's either a football player or Drew McIntyre. Maybe a hockey player. Maybe an athlete, I should say. It's either an athlete or Drew McIntyre. Those are the options. So then today I even drove by it again to just see if someone happened to be outside. 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ride by there. You did? I did. I just kind of crept by and I saw the They're either Lambos or Ferraris. I don't really know my my sporty foreign vehicles. But I just drove by again. See, maybe if someone was standing outside like, hey, it's Drew McIntyre. Hey, Tammy, it's Drew McIntyre. You want to come to my mansion in Mount Juliet? As he said on the show, though, Mount Juliet. Which I got in trouble for the first day I lived okay, here. Okay, so, so yeah. here you go. All right. This is some website called 21 Motoring, All right. which I guess um, talks about cars. So this is the WWE Drew McIntyre car collection, Cars of Drew McIntyre. All right. And he does have a Lambo. Is it blue? Uh, I'm not sure. This isn't actually his Lambo, but he oh. has a Lamborghini Hurricane. Show me what a Lamborghini Hurricane looks like, and I can tell you if that... that you know what? I think that might be the car that was outside. You know what we're going to have to do tonight? We're going to go to Dairy Queen, and we're going to take that route to get to Dairy Queen. I don't know. Well, we better go all the sun's up because that road is really dark. Well, we're going to go, and we're going to see that Lambo. And uh, and I'm telling you, I think that that's Drew McIntyre's house. I think it is. It's got two Lambos parked out front. There's not too many. There's a lot of rich people in Nashville. I don't know if there are a ton of two Lambos parked outside of a mansion hidden in the trees, you know, rich people here in this area. I think we found his house. I got to say, Battle, can you text Drew McIntyre and ask <laughs> if he's got multiple Lambos like, parked out inside creepy, his house? But, uh... This is going to sound weird, but we drove by a house and we think it's his. Can we stop by? My mom's in the car with me, and she wants to grab some of his underpants. Would you be okay with that? Hey, Drew, do you have any used underpants my mom can take home? She's going to take them outside, bury them in her yard, and water them and hope they grow a you. Is that possible, Mom? Mom's oh, in the car. Boy. Hi, Drew. It's Tammy. Boy, if we tell your mom that we think we might have found Drew McIntyre's house. She'll be here. She'll be here. I'm trying to get her to meet Drew, but we haven't heard back from his people. I'm a little bit di- I'm a little bit upset with that, if I may be honest. Because every time Drew is up there and I talk about my mom, he's like, he gets on the phone with her. He's like, Tammy, next time we're in town, we'll get you backstage. Why don't all you right? just DM him directly? Maybe I will. Do but it. like, what I don't want is this to be a situation where Drew's just full of shit. And he acts like the good guy, and then his dopey people are the bad guys that say, yeah, tough shit, ma'am. You're not going to meet Drew. Drew's very busy. He doesn't need to meet you, Tammy. But but Drew said he lo- he was a, he liked me. Uh, he says that to all of his uh, female fans, Tammy. So I'm trying because Mom's going to the wrestling match in Baton Rouge with it's my in a sister. Few weeks, yeah. It's not. I got to order away. them some shirts and stuff for their uh, for their excursion to the uh, to the to the match, so uh, they can be uh, in the finest duds. Yep, you're just gonna have to end up messaging Drew directly. He follows you. You like, have that hey, ability, Tammy. It's Drew McIntyre again. Brought a pair of my uh, trunks for you to sniff. They're, they're soiled. You do have that ability. I've got soiled underpants for you, Tammy. I wear a thong panty, Tammy. I brought it for you. Don't clean it. You're not, you're not going to want to clean that one, Tammy. What else is going on in the world? Well, in Houston, this is a big day. Last Why is night that? was. Last night was a big night, I should say. Why is that? Because I think there's officially new Carlos Correa. Oh, it's a Pena. Pena, and you know how you know how I know it's official. How's that? He was in the HEB commercial. Oh, well, that is a big deal. Once you make it into the HEB commercial, you're in. That's status. You are. I mean, they only let the special ones end up in that commercial, right? Like this commercial has Altuve and Bregman and Lance and Jeremy Pena. Boy. So, like, it feels like Lance is dead. I think he's really made it. Do I, am I wrong in saying that? That it feels like Lance fell well, off the, of the face of the earth. He's still hurt. Like. Like and it's like I don't root for his demise or anything like that. But, but he's he is, salsa dancing in this commercial, so that's good. Like I don't want to root against him, but 
Like he talks so much shit, like all the time. He's just a shit talker. And I mean, he thinks he's big shit yet. He's always fucking hurt. So it's, it's a bit amusing, right? But, um, yeah, well, good for Pena. That's strong. Yeah. Get yourself in the HEB well, commercial. he's been really good, so he's yeah. made it very easy to not miss Carlos Correa. Yeah, good job there, uh, Pena. So, Silver Boot Series this weekend. Oh, boy, the excitement is real to see the uh, Astros play the shitty Rangers. Look, you, again, I know that this is one of those diatribes I go on all the time. I cannot accept that the Astros are the in the American League West. It's just an embarrassingly inept division Haven't of heard. teams that no one gives a shit about. The Astros had better, maybe not better history because Oakland had won some World Series and been to more than the Astros. Like, I get that. There are teams that have been more successful, but just some sort of prominence. You had the Astros in a damn division where they played the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Pirates and all these teams that, that were historically big-name brand baseball teams, and now you ship them off to a, a division where they're playing with the goddamn Mariners. And I will never accept it. You can try to make me accept it, but I will not accept it. Thank you. Is this Amber Heard trial thing? Is this still going on? Yeah, I'm just over. I, like, it's got to end. Like, like never, and here's how this is going to end. I never really got into it. Me either. neither. But like, I keep seeing people like, how can this take this long? He's suing her for defamation, right? That's the whole gist of this. Is that she ruined his career by the op-ed piece she wrote? I think he's going to lose. Well, because she's got all this evidence that he allegedly beat her. So, you know. And, and that's true. And that's not even, again, they're just trying to prove, like, his argument is defamation. So now they're going through this whole process to see who beat who to determine this. And it's like, it was interesting for, like, five minutes. And then she shit on the bed. And you're like, oh, boy, that's salacious. And then, then you get to a point where it's kind of like, who gives a fuck? No, this thing's, thing's gone on too long. It's like the long. OJ trial. Like, the OJ trial at least involved, you know, two people dying and it was drama and shit. This is just a, a drunk and his fucking lunatic ass ex-wife there's nothing happening yeah and yet it's still there every damn it day needs to stop i think we're all we're all burnt on it i would agree that we're I like i never got into it like i would check in just to see like again i when the, the when the poop happened i'm like well hell i better catch yeah, that up was on like the poop. Day, that was like day three that's what i'm saying it's like geez we're weeks later now and we're still and that's the we're weeks later and that's the only interesting shit that's come of this is that she shit on his bed like, but by the way, like, she's a good example of someone who, like, you make them up, they can look pretty. But when they're not, like, she doesn't look, she's not just unappealing, but she looks white trashy. Like, she's got that quality about her where, like, the certain makeup will be good, but certain, like, the rest of the time, it's like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you look, uh, I think you're kind of white trashy. Apparently, she was banging it out with, um, what's his name? James Franco. James Franco, yeah. That's like the latest. Now they're just dragging each other through the fucking mud. How about this? One of the kids from Jaws is now a police chief on Martha's Vineyard. How about that? So one of the kids there is now like, do you talk, that is fun. That is life imitating art. Full circle. So Jonathan Searle, he was um, in the movie Jaws, and his brother, uh, he and his brother played the two kids who caused panic with a fake fit. How about that? What a story. So uh, Jonathan Searle was a child actor in the original Jaws in 1975, and now he's the police chief of Oak Bluffs, which is on Martha's Vineyard, where Jaws was filmed. What a world. Full freaking circle. I mean, you talk, uh, that is real full circle shit there. Boy, 
That's something. Be like like Robert England, like becoming a pedophile. Like, wow, that's something. And being burned to death. It's like, wow, Robert England is now horrifically scarred because the people in the town set him on fire. Wow. I'm just scrolling through some of the stuff that's on these show prep There's sheets. There's the here. new um, George Carlin documentary. That's tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Let me tell you something about Carlin, man. Like, and I think deep down, I wish I were a stand-up comedian. And I think there's a big part of me inside that thinks I could. I know, but he like, could. but like, I'm so like I like at this point in my life, I lack a lot of confidence, and it's not because of me so much as it is by the audience. Like, I don't know what's acceptable anymore. And like, I don't want to deal with the rejection. I know I sound like George McFly now. Like, I don't think I can handle that kind of rejection. But that's how I feel right now. Like, I'd love to get up there and just go and see if I could do it. And it's something that I respect the shit out of. I respect the hell out of comedians. Even the ones that suck, I respect the fact that they can get up there and do it. You know, and at least, and give it a shot and see what they got. Like, my buddy Craig Gass is coming up to the radio station oh, on Monday boy. to hang out. It's that it's our annual conversation. Is it the G? Simmons story again uh which one all uh, of them the cruise now apparently he's working uh with stern again he's part of the stern show well, doing voices and stuff make again make sure you tell him that howard's a fraud i'll say hey listen you working with that fucking fraud how about that but um like i respect the shit out of people that can get up there and do it and i want to do it i, I talked with billy d washington before he just fucking hated you know, craig gas would probably let you open for him one ladies night. and gentlemen josh ennis opening for craig gas i just don't know what the fuck to say like i'm so like again i go to the george mcfly thing i don't know if i could handle that kind of fucking rejection like it's just one of those things no, where the second you get up there you would just go and it would be well fun. i would have to have some material well, you'd have, like bullet points sure like you gotta have like like to me it almost downplays like it almost undermines how good a George Carlin was, who's got every joke written out and practiced and punched up for months before they do a special. Like for me to say I could just go up there and wing it and be funny is almost insulting. Like, like you might find me funny because you might understand the stories. No, but or, I mean that's what you do though. Like you're like, oh god, I don't want to introduce this band for my dad. And then you get up there and you don't shut the fuck up. Yeah, but that's because it's like it's warrant. You know, like hey, here's warrant or here's a dumb story about my dad. It's different finding a way to relate to people. And part of it is that I have been beaten down to an extent by. Like when you start seeing people text and it's not everybody, but when they text and say, shut the fuck up, nobody cares about what you have to say or your life. Like back to our original point where, uh, uh, when we started, which was, okay, I didn't see all the shit that people thought of me. So I just went and I assumed that they liked it. Right. And that's good. You need to assume the audience likes it. Cause if you don't believe in it, they won't. The problem is you see a handful of people tell you that shit sucks and you're like, does it suck? Should I stop talking about myself? Should I, like, what do they find interesting? You know, like, I work on a classic rock station. There's some people who say play music and talk about classic rock. The fuck is there to talk about classic rock? Like, tell some stories. All right, well, guys, breaking news. Uh, 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 Jim Morrison's still dead. Like, hey, back, hey, here's Pink Floyd. You know, but... Um, I'd love like George Carlin. Like I admire the shit out of guys like Carlin and Eddie Murphy and, uh, and Richard Pryor, who's the best to ever do it. I think he's better than Carlin, but like when I watch some of those old Carlins and the way he carries himself, not like curmudgeonly, like late, late life year or two before he dies, Carlin, where he's old and, and, and almost more angry than funny. But if you go to like the late 80s, early 90s, Carlin, some of those ones in New York are just so fucking good and they're on point and they're angry, but they're funny, angry, and he's great. And that kind of like, like, I feel like I could do that. When I watch that, I go, I could, I think I could fucking do it. I just don't have the guts to do it. 
but I want to. I want to get up there and just fucking and and do it and crush and be part of that universe of these stand-up comedians who I admire. Like these are the some of the people I admire the most are stand-up comedians. Some of the people who I think are total chodes are also stand-up comedians, but they're local hacky people who think they're big shit, you know, but like and well, and more one of the main reasons I had an issue with stand-ups is because like we worked with some of them, me and Jim and Ben and those guys worked with them, and they would all talk shit about me. Like I don't know why I was the 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 like the target of their shit. Maybe because I was popular and they they didn't understand why, and they're like, I'm funny and this motherfucker's not. Why does he have these ratings and why do people listen? And maybe that's it. I don't know. But like they fucking hated my guts. Uh, and people I worked with up there and they would like leave and just talk all sorts of shit about me. And I'm like, what did I fucking do to you? But anyway, speaking of comedians, uh, Ricky Gervais, here's one on the late show with Stephen Colbert, which would explain why we didn't see it. Uh, he said, quote, I think people get offended when they mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target and smart people know you can deal with anything like irony. He said uh, he likes dealing with taboo subjects because it takes the audience to a place it hasn't been before, whether it's famine, AIDS, cancer, or even Hitler. Quote, humor gets us over bad stuff. That's why I laugh about terrifying things. That's why comedians are obsessed with death. It's an inoculation to the real things that are going to happen. I agree. Like somebody complained in Detroit because I was talking about, what was it, Tariq Cohen? who blew out his Achilles yep. while like I found humor in this and, and that might sound dickish. Like I'm, I feel bad for the guy, but I found humor in the fact that this guy was doing a video trying to prove to all these people that he's back and healthy coming off. I think he had an ACL injury. So he's coming back and he's like, yep, I'm back. Look at me work out. And while live on, I think it was live on yep. Instagram when it happened, his fucking Achilles explodes. It sucks and I feel bad for him. But I think there's a difference in, in feeling bad for someone and finding it kind of funny and almost not ironic that the guy is trying to show how healthy he is, and then he's hurt again while yeah. filming it for people. And, of course, somebody in, in that was listening in, in Detroit took that very wrong, and they're like, fuck you, celebrating that a guy is hurt, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, get the fuck over yourself, man. Get the fuck over yourself. So you know what else is supposed to be good that I kind of want to watch now that I'm reading more about it? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Well, no, we decided. We couldn't remember what we were supposed to watch this weekend to talk about what was now probably wrong and problematic with the movie but we'll watch one. that this weekend and we'll take notes we'll report back on monday so about what we learned we gotta watch that we've got to watch the carlin thing yep and believe it or not this new chippendale reboot on disney plus is supposed to be hilarious really it is uh it's like roger rabbit meets bojack horseman pg I'd, I'd watch it so the script comes from the guys who did how i met how i met your mother two guys who wrote for them and yeah. it's uh, directed by a member of the Lonely Island. So. Well, I think I might have to get in It's supposed to be, like, people are saying it's actually really funny for adults. Andy Samberg does a voice. Will I Met's in it. John Mulaney. Seth Rogen does a voice, but he does a voice everywhere. You can't avoid him. No. Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Dude, Chip and Dale's used to fuck. So if anyone wants to watch that, maybe that could be another gist. Uh, watch along. Watch along, but yeah. it's supposed to be really funny for the uh, for the adults. 
Well, I'm going to check it out then. I like that. It's kind of, like, I like the Sonic one. Like, I don't think Sonic was hilarious for adults, but I thought yeah. it was solid. Yep. So we'll check this out. It seems interesting. I mean, How I Met Your Mother, Lonely Island. I'm in. I'm in. There Chip you and go. Dale. Rescue Rangers, baby. All right. We're getting out of here. You guys are great. And uh, we'll see you later.